This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. And welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. TJ, and with me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. How are you today? I'm great. Great. So today, the, I'm I'm super excited about today's show. Um, today, today on the show, we're going to be talking about optimizing cholesterol, and this is a this is a topic that's kind of near and dear to me. Heart disease is the reason that I got into functional medicine. When trying to figure out, like what to do and what path I wanted to go down. I was like, okay. And I got really interested in this whole functional medicine thing. And one of my, one of the instructors at the very beginning of, of the coursework that I was taking, he was like, figure out something that interests you and become really good at that. And then from there branch out. So me being the, you know, analytical person that I'm not, I said, okay, well, rather than figuring out if, you know, something's, you know, easier or more difficult or it's, it's a better way to step into the whole process of functional medicine. Nope. I just said, how can I help the most people all at once? How many, what condition is out there that's the biggest problem? And heart disease being the number one killer was a natural fit. I'm like, that's what I'm going to, to start doing. And so that's what I'm going to get good at. And that's how I got my foot in the door of functional medicine. I just basically threw it out to the universe. Send me everything heart-related that you possibly can. And that's what happened. I started helping people with, you know, diagnosed with all different kinds of, of heart disease, whether it was hypertension or high cholesterol or, you know, vascular disease. It didn't matter. Bring it my way. And I just I started helping these people and these referrals turned into the next thing and then from there it just kind of grew organically and became you know the patients that were coming to me like well do you help this too and I'm like yeah I actually do and it was you know do you help thyroid yes I do do you help you know digestive problems yes I do do you help autoimmunity yes I do and so that's how this whole thing became the institute of natural health that's how we grew this thing into what it's become you know today is I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And that's how it is. So it's a very, I'm very excited that we decided to do this topic. We've been getting questions on it and comments about, you know, hey, can you talk about heart disease again? We, we, you know, is there something about heart disease that you can, that you can change or touch on? Because we've done heart disease before. And this is just a topic that I don't think you can get enough of, really. I think there's just more information that, you know, can be out there that I, Lots of people deal with heart disease. It's the number one killer in America. Half of half of Americans are going to die from some form of heart disease. So right. why not? So we're still clearly getting it wrong. Y- yes. Well, not enough people are hearing about us. Right. So we're just going to keep. So we're just going to keep talking. That's exactly <laughs> right. Just keep on talking. So one of the one of the things that that we hear a lot in 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 a patient's visit or if someone has a question, it's like you know it's something around. Their LDL cholesterol, like, oh, my doctor says my LDL cholesterol is high and he's really concerned. And, you know, he says that I need to not eat fat and you're sitting here telling me to eat fat and I don't know what to believe or I don't know what to do. (sighs) Yeah, Um, this is where lots and lots and lots of misinformation takes place. Uh, Unfortunately, conventional medicine is still under this just awful belief that high levels of cholesterol is caused by 
eating high levels of fat. And it's just not true. We're going to get into this in a bit, but it, the, the information out there is just so wrong. They're, they're basing this information. I don't even know what they're basing it on. It's so outdated and so antiquated. I, don't, I can't even figure out where they're, where they're finding their information. So that's a that's a big one. You know, so many of us have very little inner understanding about cholesterol in our blood. I mean, it's it's just more complicated than was originally thought, you know, 20, 30 years ago and even back into the 50s when they started saying, well, you know, atherosclerosis or narrowing of the arteries is due to a high fat diet. The study, if you knew the study design stuff, and I've talked about that, I think, on this show before, it's just so backwards what they did and how they did it to to try to put these pieces together. It just it makes no sense. So that's the I, I think it's like the biggest refuse to die myth out there is that cholesterol is driven by um, a high fat diet and the high fat diet causes people to have heart attacks. It's just complete hogwash. It, just, it absolutely is is hogwash. I mean, it un, unfortunately, I, we're just out here trying to trying to spread the spread the word, spread the message, and hopefully more and more people hear. Hey, this isn't this isn't actually what's what the issue is. It's it's far different than that, right? It it's just not unfortunately. I mean, if we if we actually look at research. There is a there is a review this this massive review study that was done. They looked at seventy two different studies. There were six hundred thousand people involved, and they found no link between total or saturated fat and heart disease. They did find that trans fats, and we know that trans fats are bad. They knew that they did find that trans fat were harmful, and they found that omega three fats, which is your your good fats, things like fish oil, were very beneficial. Right? What they don't talk about, as far as doctors and drug companies, pharmaceutical industry, what they don't want to talk about is studies that show most people who have heart attacks have normal cholesterol levels. Right. Right. Because we have statins and other drugs that lower cholesterol. So the belief is that these drugs are preventing heart attacks. Right. They're not preventing heart attacks any more than, you know, eating wood pulp would prevent heart attacks. It just isn't. It's not accurate. Right. What we need to focus on is what we can do to reduce our risk for having a heart attack. Correct. So let's look at another study. So there's there's another study. I, I like to use research in these in these key pieces right here. I mean, we are very science based and we have the research to to back up this stuff. Right. There's, well, and also because anytime that we're going against conventional medicine, I think people are like are against what so many people have been told. They've been heard it so many times that they just think it's absolute fact. Yeah. And then we we like to point out, no, hey, the actual research. Hey, you can hear the same lie this. a thousand times. It doesn't make it any more true. Right. Exactly. And that's uh, that's the thing. I mean, that and what's baffling is when someone comes into the office and they'll bring up, well, you know, I don't know about this. They, they won't believe it. I'm like, well, here's the study. And then I say, I'll just be like, it's right here in the Journal of the American Medical Association or it's right here in the New England Medical Journal. And the, they'll look at it and go, yeah, but – and then whatever comes after that, it doesn't really matter because they're not believing the research that they're trying to say, well, it's not in the this journal. It's not in that journal. Yeah, here it is. It's right here that says exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, but – yeah, but no. This is – it's – it's garbage. Just- or they will say, you know, with our, there was a study. I've I've researched this, and there was a study that showed this, and we're like, okay, you pull it up. It was actually funded by 
the pharmaceutical company. Right. Um, so because they're the also... only. It is because they're the only ones that can do that research because they're the only ones with any kind of knowledge to be able to handle right. that level of research. I mean, good Lord, people. That's like having Ford do all the research on Ford cars. Right. Is anybody going to believe it? No. It but we no do with sense. pharmaceuticals. We do with all of these, you know, all, so many health-related issues. We completely believe the right. studies that pharmaceutical companies fund and put out. Exactly. I mean, this, so this one, the study that I was just getting ready to talk about, 541 hospitals is what was looked at. 136,000, almost 137,000 admissions for heart attack. What the researchers could account for, they accounted for 59% of all heart attacks in America that year with these, with this 136,000 admissions, right? 60% of heart attacks were accounted for in this one study. All of the patients who had heart attacks did not have high LDL or elevated total cholesterol numbers. And what they really found, 75% of the people had normal cholesterol levels and half of those people had optimal cholesterol levels. There is a difference. We talk about this some. Um, we talk about this a lot in the clinic. If you're a patient, you hear a lot about optimal levels versus normal levels versus outside of medical range. There are different ranges. Um, the, what is optimal is not anything inside a normal medical reference range. Those medical reference range, to, to remind those of you who are listeners and to help those of you who are not, medical reference range is a statistical or a statistical look at that testing and basically what they're saying is you know these this range will encompass 95 percent of the population well we know that more than five percent of the pop or uh, less than 95 percent of the population is healthy right so that makes absolutely no sense that we use the medical range the optimal range is usually a much narrower range and it's not necessarily the center of the range it could be one end or the other because as the population is getting sicker these ranges are changing and different areas of the country have different ranges because the people in different areas are are sicker. The ranges in in you know the southeast are much worse than than ranges would be in Hawaii. You're looking at two different populations of people, so to 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 compare them is like comparing apples to oranges. But this is a this is a big piece of this puzzle. They found their own study. They found that these people have have fifty percent of the of the heart attacks had normal or optimal levels of cholesterol. Right. I mean. This is this is what this is just crazy to me. I mean, ten percent of the par- participants had had. Um, let, me, let me find my little notes here. Ten percent of the participants had levels of of your good cholesterol over sixty, and that's the that's the key factor is having a HDL level over. But ninety percent of the patients had a level under sixty. Right, that's the problem. If your HDL, your good cholesterol, is less than sixty, you are at much, much higher risk of having a heart attack. I'll leave you on that note. We got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about cholesterol and then get into some strategies for optimizing cholesterol. You're listening to Wellness One Hundred and One. You're listening to Wellness One Hundred and One, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplanes. 
And welcome back, everyone. Um, today on the show, we've been talking about um, cholesterol and heart disease and all this stuff. We're, the show is technically about optimizing cholesterol, but we kind of got off on some like research and, and background information. And right before the break, we were talking about the this study that looked at 541 hospitals, um, and it accounted for 136 thousand almost 137,000 admissions um, for heart attacks which accounted for 60% of the country's admissions for heart attacks um, for that for that year and it, we talked about how these people had normal 90% of the or 75% of the people had normal cholesterol levels with 50% of them having optimal levels i mean it's just th- that right there contributes to the fact that we were saying earlier in the show that it's not cholesterol that's contributing to heart attacks. It's it. We don't I, this this set of lies. This machine that's that's out there saying, "Oh, you have you know high cholesterol. You need to take a statin, otherwise you're going to have a heart attack." It's just complete and utter fabrication. Right. Fat and dietary cholesterol are not the culprits. No, we know this. It's sugar and refined carbs. Don't are- blame the. Biscuit for what the bacon did, or don't blame the bacon for what the biscuit did. I'll get it right in a second. <laughs> it would have sounded better if I did it. I got it right the first That's time. Right. I screwed it up. Dang it. Oh well. I got all excited. I messed it up. But anyway, the, the point is, it don't blame the wrong thing, and then continue to blame the wrong thing over and over and over again. I mean, it's just, it's just atrocious. What's going on? I mean, we've had a number of patients who you know are adamant that you know they. They don't want to change, you know, like I've got, I eat bacon and eggs every single morning. And we're like, all right, fine, eat bacon and eggs. Just yeah. don't eat toast with it. Right. And like, what, what, what? Like, and then they'll say, you know, well, you won't let me, you want me to eat like a bird and, you know, I can't have like my eggs and bacon. And we're just like, no, you no, can't have, you your, can eggs have your eggs and bacon. <laughs> In fact, I want you to eat twice as many right. eggs and bacon as you're eating now and get rid of that toast and jelly. Right. And, and keep the creamer out of the sugar. And or out coffee. of the coffee. You're having trouble today. I am. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Did I fall and hit my head at no. break? I'm not sure. <laughs> Golly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is the thing. I mean, I've seen this over and over and over again. That it's it's not the fat that people are eating. It like Aaron just said. It's the it's the sugar. It's the refined carbs. It's all this stuff. I mean, it's just. It's just awful. Uh, it, it, we're, we're blaming the wrong thing here, right? So in 2015, the United States Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee reviewed the research over 40 years and told us to stop worrying about dietary cholesterol because they argued that it's not a nutrient of concern. Not only that, they lifted any recommendations to restrict dietary fat after 35 years of a steady diet of low-fat recommendations, right? That's This is what's crazy. The problem is they buried this in the report. The, this report that the, that the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee put out, that was the big takeaway from the whole thing is that we're not going to we're just going to get rid of these recommendations and we're going to stop telling people to eat low fat and all this stuff that that didn't even make the headlines but that's the biggest piece of information out of this is oh my gosh it's not fat it's not the it's you don't have to follow this low fat diet the thing with low fat most people I don't think realize low fat equals high sugar if you take fat out of a food it starts to taste terrible 
And how do you make something taste better? You add sugar to it, right? I would say you add bacon to it because bacon makes everything better. But that's just me, right? That unfortunately, that this this didn't even it barely made a blip on the radar of anyone. And you ask people about it, like I've asked other doctors about it. Hey, do you know about this the the recommendations in 2015 where they stopped saying that you needed to follow a low fat diet? What are you talking about? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's not true. This is literally what other doctors telling me. Right. That they will say they will say, well, they still recommend a low fat diet. And it's like, well, no, they don't. They actually changed. They changed in 2015, but people don't know that they actually changed what the recommendation is. Right. Exactly. That's this is what's so. I mean, and we've heard uh, people give talks, um, you know, and trying to educate patients and say this is what they still recommend, and no, it's not actually. <laughs> right. So there's a there's a guy out there. His name's Ron Kraus. Um, or Ronald Krauss. I'm not sure if he. I don't know if I'm on a close enough basis to call him Ron, <laughs> we call him Ron. Or, or Ronnie or Ronford. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm not sure I can call him that. We'll we'll call him Doctor Krauss just for short. Um, this guy, he's like the world's leading expert and authority on cholesterol. So he was in this interview. He's talking about back in the 80s when when the whole low fat craze was going on. He did a study where he took people that had normal cholesterol levels. He fed them a low-fat, high-carb diet, which what at that time, that's what all the experts were saying was a healthy diet, was eating high-carb, uh, high low-fat, right? And then he talked about how shocked he was at what took place. Mind-boggling newsflash. This is – what do you think he found? That's right. This is what he found. High, a healthy, low-fat diet changed a healthy cholesterol profile – into a heart attack prone profile it elevated triglycerides which is just a marker to tell you how much sugar you're eating and in and in bad fat you're eating in a diet it um, caused low good cholesterol or low hdl cholesterol and it caused your ldl particles the the quote-unquote bad cholesterol to become these little small tiny particles that's that's exactly the 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 fertilizer needed for heart disease exactly what he what just happened this guy is telling us in an interview hey guys i did this once i did a study on it it took these healthy cholesterol profiles in these people and just made them complete trash it just set them up for for dying of a heart attack or having a raging heart disease how much more information do you need to say hey look maybe the low fat diet isn't the way to go Right. I we right. need to we need to this myth has to be dispelled at some point. We're just we're just feeding this machine of more and more heart disease. It's still the number one killer. Even after the low fat craze. Oh, we're gonna cure heart disease. No, you didn't. You made it worse. All right? That's all that's all that happened. So the type of fat you eat is is what's important. It's not how much fat you eat, it's the type of fat you eat. You you can't go around eating lots of trans fats and the and vegetable oils. These things cause your cholesterol levels to be all abnormal. It causes the particle sizes to get small. It causes your causes your um, your tr- uh, triglyceride levels to go up. I mean, just it's it, the inflammatory markers that are associated with this start to skyrocket. I mean, right, and a lot of and I mean that's one of the big problems now that we know that fat is not the problem. We see a lot of people saying, well, you know. Fat's good for you now, and so they're eating whatever they want, and right. it the type of fat does matter. Right. So it doesn't mean like you know you don't ever have to worry about fat because all fat is great for you. That's not true. 
that I couldn't have said it better myself. That's a hundred percent right. Fat from a, a grass-fed beef, you know, wild-caught salmon, these types of things, great for you. Trans fats, veg, refined vegetable oils, terrible for you, right? I mean, the sugar that you consume causes your cholesterol levels um, to to be all messed up, right? High fructose corn syrup is probably the worst type of sugar out there, and this is, I mean, we get so much of this in the in the American diet. It comes in in sodas, juices, lots of processed food has ketchup. Ketchup is a big culprit for high fructose corn syrup. Look on your bottle of ketchup in your fridge when you get home. If you're driving in the car, if you're at home, just go to your go to your refrigerator because almost everybody has a bottle of ketchup. I mean, that's just normal. Look on it. I bet you the first or second ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. I hate ketchup. I know. Erin hates ketchup. She hates just it. Just throw that out but there because it, I'm sure everyone was interested. Yeah, in I think they were. <laughs> they want to know. They, they, they want to know about you, Erin. Uh, the same it's the same is true for, for um, you know barbecue sauces and things like this. I mean, just pick up your condiments and look at them. They're going to have high levels of sugar in them. Mustard, it doesn't matter. But ketchup is just, it's insane how much is there. Look at your sodas, because I, I promise you, I know you have sodas in your fridge. Look at them. It's high fructose corn syrup is what's in there. Unless it says made with all natural sugar or made with cane sugar on the, on the bottle, it's going to have high fructose corn syrup in it. And I mean, when you, when you, ex, when you consume fructose in large amounts, it causes your, your liver to just be this just machine making cholesterol improperly, right? Your triglyceride level goes up, your HDL, your good cholesterol level drops. You make, start making these little bitty, small, dangerous LDL particles. I mean, it's just a complete disaster what happens, right? I can't express enough how important it is to get this stuff out of your diet. No matter what we do, no pill powder or potion is going to help you outrun a bad diet. You know, we can give you all the suggestions in the world, all the supplements in the world, IVs going out, you know, out the wazoo. If you're just still going home and eating a, you know, a sack of M&Ms and drinking, you know, a, a two liter of soda and, you know, eating trans fats, there's nothing I can do to help you for that. Right. Now, I will say, once you get nutrients into your body, a lot of times you aren't craving those things. So a lot of times we do see a change in diet. But if you don't change your diet, it isn't going to, your cholesterol isn't going to improve. That is exactly right. I mean, you're right. People do crave this stuff. I mean, this stuff lights up your brain and causes you to, to have cravings and urges to consume more of it. I mean, the food industry knows what they're doing and putting this stuff in there and driving you to want to eat more of that product. I get what they're doing. But, all right, I digress. We got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to start. We're going to talk about some of the dangers um, using of using statin medications, and then we're going to talk about some things that you can do to optimize your cholesterol levels. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.
you're just tuning in today, we are talking about optimizing cholesterol. We've kind of been railing on uh, the high-carb, low-fat diet craze that swept the nation during the 80s and 90s. And I brought up the the uh, report in 2015 where they basically abandoned all of that and it never really made a blip on the radar of any news outlet at all that, you know, hey, you know, in fact, We've eating fat is okay. Yeah, we were wrong. You know, people don't like to admit when they're wrong um, or that they don't know information. And unfortunately, this 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 was a 35-year debacle. I think it was 35 years debacle that we recommended a low-fat or the recom- – we didn't. I didn't. Um recommend this low fat high carb craze and i mean the the thing is if you go back 35 years and look at the rates of obesity in this country and heart disease in this country you obesity especially you can see as soon as the low fat craze started the levels of obesity went up and 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 unfortunately I don't know that it's going to – I don't know that we're going to have any signs of it slowing down until we get this information out there to stop eating all this high-carbohydrate stuff, get the sugars under control, and start eating health, good, healthy fats. I just don't – I just don't see an end in sight. I mean, it's just – and it's bankrupting our healthcare system. I mean, we were spending so much money on being overweight and obese that it's just – it's mind-boggling. The, the chronic conditions that come along with it are just insane. Diabetes adds $13,000 per year to your health expenditures. It's over $1,000 a month. How many of you would, that are suffering from that wouldn't like to have $1,000 a month back? Right. Right? $1,000 a month will buy you a lot of quality supplements and some great nutrition, um, food, a healthy food to you know, get yourself on the right path. I mean, it's just crazy. So do yourselves a favor. So- before the break, we said that we were going to come back and we were going to talk about um, statins. I mean, this is the this is the deal. I mean, we get asked this, uh, you know, what is the obsession with total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol? Right, because I hear from their doctors that this is a huge deal, and they come to us and we're like, you're fine. Right. It, it's, I mean, the money that's out there in the statin medication. I mean, it's one of the top-selling medications out there. There's just so much money behind taking a statin. And is there a time and place for a statin? Yeah, maybe there is. Sometimes your cholesterol level, someone's cholesterol level can be super high. Maybe their cholesterol level is, you know, a thousand. I've actually seen levels that are so high that the report comes back to me in red. I, I show this when I, I give, I, I talk on heart disease and, and to other functional, other doctors trying to become functional medicine practitioners. And one of the courses that I teach, I actually put the example up. Normally on lab work, an abnormal comes back uh, if you're getting a lab back from either Quest or LabCorp, which are two major um, companies, and most of you out there listening have heard of them. If something is out of range, if it's if it's in range, it's written in black. If it's out of range, the it goes it turns to blue. If it's scary high, it actually turns red. I've had a patient whose uh, whose lipid panel was all red. And I'm not talking about the the fancy new little like cardio IQ things that print out green, yellow, red. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just a standard lab. This thing came back red. This guy's triglyceride levels was over 3,000. Apparently, that's the, the, the uh, somewhere along in there is the magic number that turns this into a red warning. It came with a paragraph recommending immediate action for this patient because what of the normal? levels. 
uh, a triglyceride level, optimal is less than 100. Okay, because most people listening aren't, that's not going to mean anything to them that good, it's over 3,000. Good point. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, that's actually right. Yeah. Medically, they want it under 150. Optimally, it needs to be less than 100. This person's level was over 3,000. And this person was not even 22 years old. Wow. Right. It's scary. And this is, I mean, we're seeing this all the time. So this is, this, that may be an instance where we need some statin medications. Um, and yeah, I, it's I've, really a, an issue of trade-off. You know, like, are the side effects of statin medications worth the, um, you know, the risk that it will have to, you know, to a person? Right. I mean, and if, uh, you know, if they have, if they're bad enough, like a 3,000, you know, what was it, triglycerides? Yeah, it was triglycerides. And you um, don't t- typically you don't take statins, statins for, for triglycerides. triglycerides. <laughs> yeah, you take phenofibrates for those, but that's neither here nor there. It's it's a medical intervention. His LDL cholesterol was over a thousand. I mean, his levels were high enough that you, when they drew blood, you had to have seen the fat in the tube. Period. You, you it, most people you don't see that. You would have seen that in this person's. And so this is the sort of stuff that's out there. But the thing is, with statins, if you're on them long enough, they create their own set of side effects. They. 25% of your of your brain weight by volume is cholesterol. And so if you stop your body's ability to, to make cholesterol, which is what statins do, they stop your body's natural production of cholesterol, you're going to have reduction in brain size, right? You're going to have re- uh, these these neurologic symptoms. You're going to have you're going to have Parkinson's like symptoms. The body is eventually. going to have, and eventually. Not, not necessarily. And I also want to over say, the course of 10 to 20 years. It's right. all it takes. Right. And not necessarily Parkinson like symptoms. I mean, there are all sorts of other issues that you may have, but you have the potential of having that. And we right. see it all the time in our clinic, right. all the time. People coming and they've been on statin medications for years. Right. 20, 30 years. People have been on this stuff. And, and is, it was uh, September of 1987, I believe, when the very first statin medication was approved and came onto the market, I think. How did um, we survive before that? Right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Now, like everyone is on a statin. Uh, yeah, I, 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 after and a putting certain on, age, they're putting people on statins prophylactically. Right. Oh, you might get a heart attack, so we're going to put you on statin now. What the the problem is, and I'll get to in a minute. Oh, I'll, I'll actually skip ahead right now because we've only got like a, one point that I wanted to talk about in between with a statin medication. So they there's a number to treat, number needed to treat with all medications to 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 get the positive effect that you want, right? The number needed to treat for statins, you have to treat 50 people to prevent one heart attack, right? You have to treat 890 people to prevent one death, right? Something like aspirin, you need like the number needed to treat is like 2. So you you treat two people to prevent one person from having a you know a fever or whatever you know you're treating with aspirin. That's it's just insane how many people have to be put on. Well, that's that why means 889 people are taking a statin with no benefit. No, well, it means 49 people are taking it with no benefit if it's preventing a heart attack. 889 people are taking it to stop having to that don't need it to prevent a death. Yeah, it's just mind boggling. And no one is paying attention to these numbers. They're looking at the the numbers that are being looked at, unfortunately, are the dollar signs. Because this is a multi-billion dollar medication. And it's just, it's not necessary. And, you know, the, the thing about it, and I, I can't I can't bash, you know, other other doctors. That's just not what I do. But we're starting to see a few practitioners out there that are not, re- not um, recommending statins as quickly. 
we're seeing them say, you know what? You want to work on your diet and exercise. They have no recommendation for diet and exercise, but they will say, you know what? Maybe if you look into, you know, changing your diet and exercise, we might be able to, you know, to turn this, turn the ship around. And it's absolutely true. And if you look at the recommendations for cardiovascular disease, the very first things that they list are diet and exercise. That's it's lifestyle factors that you're after. Right. So, well, and I think a lot of doctors are starting to realize, hey, what we've been doing, if they've been in practice for a while, this isn't working. It's I not mean, that's working. why so many of them come to you with questions because they're like, okay, you know, I we've been told this is what we need to do for this problem and it isn't working. Right. And no other the med- other medical doctors around them also don't have the answer. So right. then they have two options. They either stick their head in the sand and keep doing what they've been telling been told to do even though it isn't working or they are trying to find other answers and that's right. where we come in. Or they bail out of the whole system be- to begin with and start to become functional medicine practitioners. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, which is what we're seeing. Right. And that's who you're teaching. So Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know. That's exactly it. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, Going back a little bit, we talked about some side effects from taking Parkinson's. A lot of people get muscle soreness. That's one of the biggest side effects that people have. Muscle soreness, joint aches, they just, their body just hurts. But think from, about that. Who is normally put on a statin? It's as people get older. Right. So they just associate it with age. I'm getting older. Yep. Yep. That's, and that's, and, and memory issues. That's another one. Oh, well, I'm, I'm forgetful, but I'm getting, I'm just getting older. So I think that's just part of becoming older. No, being forgetful is not part of being older. It's just, it just isn't. It doesn't have to be like that, people. You can, you, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with that. You can do things to make yourself healthy. You can do things to protect your memory and, and things like that. There's just, it just frustrates me. All right. We got to take a break. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take some deep breathing. And we need to actually breathing. talk about steps to optimize cholesterol. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today we have been talking about, well, I've been ranting, I think, more than anything, about cholesterol and heart disease. And the show was initially, we were going to talk about optimizing cholesterol. That's what we're going to get into on this segment. But I think some of that other information that we talked about was was very important. I think that it's just stuff that needs to get out there, that more and more people need to hear. Um, it 
what you've been fed about cholesterol is basically a pack of lies. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think the take-home on this is if you've been told that you you need a statin medication, you've been put on a statin medication, or you've just been told, hey, your cholesterol is getting too high, like I'm concerned about this, maybe get a second opinion. Yeah. And probably from a functional medicine doctor, because if you go to another conventional medicine doctor, you may get the same They're going to tell you the exact same thing, (laughs) because they were trained exactly the same. Right. So things that you can do to optimize cholesterol, the biggest thing that you can do is get the right testing done. At the Institute of Natural Health, we run a cardio IQ. It's the Quest version of advanced cardiovascular testing. I mean, we run everything from inflammatory markers. You know, your regular lipid panel is there, but we care more about cholesterol particle size. You want to make sure that you have great big fluffy cholesterol particles. You don't want little bitty teeny tiny ones. You we run things like inflammatory markers. We look at things like myeloperoxidase, which is what happens when your body is, is making bleach. Um, we look at things like ADMA and SDMA. We look at F2 isoprostanes. We look at, um, we look at oxidized LDL. There's just so many pieces of that puzzle that are showing you, that can show you that, that, that cardiovascular disease is starting earlier and earlier and earlier this stuff needs some the uh, our standard lipid panel really and truly doesn't mean much if you don't have all of this other stuff because having a, a total cholesterol of 180 means nothing if it's all teeny tiny particle sizes you have cardiovascular disease if you have that that's a that's just the way it is and unfortunately that sort of stuff hasn't caught on and probably will never catch on in the medical in the in the conventional medical model because they don't have a medication to fix particle size they don't have a medication to help with this inflammation they don't have a medication to help with oxidized ldl uh Values. Right. But if you want to optimize your cholesterol, you've got to get the right test. Performed. You've got to get that stuff under control. You've got to look at things like insulin. Insulin is extremely important in in, you know, how your body makes cholesterol. And granted, you your body only makes about 20 percent of your total cholesterol. But that 20 percent can make or break you, especially if your level is 240. 20 percent is is 48 points of that. And now you're back down under the normal levels for however arbitrary those numbers are. Can I backtrack for just a second? You bet. So I'm trying to, we're trying to give them strategies. And I just want to make sure, because I know a lot of people listen to this and they take notes. So the first one was get the right cholesterol test. We generally recommend a cardio IQ. That's what we use in our office. Um, but you want something that's looking at particle size, correct? Right. And the second the, one is check for metabolic syndrome or yes. diabetes. Check, yeah. um, you know. that's, a, that's a big one. And that's where the insulin insulin comes in. Sorry, I skipped ahead the, of step saying step two. Um, but yeah, that's a, a lot of people don't ever test for insulin, and it's one of the pieces of the puzzle that really, truly matters. Step three, eating a healthy diet with healthy fats, good fats. We've talked about it on this show over and over and over again. Avocados, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, wild-caught fish, um, nuts, seeds, grass-fed beef, um, you know, all, all of these things are extremely important to get good, healthy fats. Low glycemic foods, right? So we want to consume, you know, high fiber, plant-based stuff um, with lots of phytonutrients. So think rainbow of colors with your vegetables. You know, greens, oranges, yellows, reds, purples, blues, everything that you can, you want to eat as much of that stuff as you possibly can. That's that's a big thing. And non-starch vegetables, right? You know, 
and the debate goes on and off about whether or not beans are are important. I I'm perfectly fine with with beans in some sort of moderation, but definitely seeds, nuts, high quality grass fed animal protein is a is a is a must um, to help keep that glycemic load down. Exercise. Exercise is another piece of this puzzle that's extremely important. The studies are very, very consistent that regular exercise optimizes cholesterol levels across the board. Even as little as 20 to 30 minutes of just walking a day is going to improve things for for you. Even if you've never exercised before in your life, just getting up and moving is going to help. The, if you're advanced in exercising, you want to you want to get yourself into doing high intensity interval training. That's going to be the best way to optimize those cholesterol levels. Next piece of the puzzle is focusing on quality sleep. Right, not only do we have to optimize blood sugar, but if we get uh, with diet and exercise, if we get enough sleep, sleep helps to optimize blood sugar as well. Right. Turn off your TV, turn, you know, shut down your computers, turn off your cell phones at least an hour before bed. Um, listen to, you know, a calming, you know, music somewhere, do some meditation, do a guided meditation, read a book. It's, it's a, no, it's novel, but read a book. Um, right. Well, and I think, you know, you said that it helps optimize blood sugar. And I think um, from a common sense perspective, we know this because anyone who has not gotten enough sleep for a night or two, you know how much you crave sugar. Like yep. you're just off. And yep. so I think that it makes sense that that would benefit. Yeah. And then taking the right dietary supplements. That's a that's a big piece of the puzzle. You want to take high quality stuff. Just, you know, if you're just spending $5 on a you know, thousand pills of fish oil, you're probably not getting high quality stuff. This, literally, you get what you pay for when it comes to supplements. You know, the, you, it's not all the same, right? Fish oil is not fish oil across the board. Right. There's a reason why high quality supplements are more expensive. They cost a ton more to make. Right. That's exactly right. They're testing to make sure it doesn't have junk in there. Right. right. And it doesn't matter if it's something, you know, I mean, a lot of people have these companies that they know. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You get off the shelf at Walgreens or something just because, you know, you've heard of, you know, the brand before does not mean that they are doing what they need to do to make sure that the supplements are safe and actually there's any efficacy. Right. So big pieces for supplements, high quality multivitamin, high quality fish oil that's got both EPA and DHA in it, some vitamin D3. Niacin can be important. You don't want to take niacin if you, uh, there's certain circumstances where you don't want to take a lot of niacin. Um, you know, getting some for, sort of fiber in, um, red yeast rice uh, can be beneficial. I mean, it's just a lot of things. So I hope this has helped. I hope you've enjoyed today's show talking about um, cholesterol and, and how important it is to, you know, get high quality fats and 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 diet and supplements and things to to help optimize your cholesterol levels. If you want more information, visit us online the institute of natural health.com. Give us a call 314-293-8123. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, we're out there. Email us. We're we're happy to hear from you. We will respond as po- as as quickly as we can. Um, so that's enough for today. Uh, for Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com 
or by phone 314-293-8123.